You are listening to the Self Made Bay podcast with your co hosts, Danny Fountain and Lola Gilbert, who dive deep into the psychology and strategy of starting a business. Here is the place where we get real with you, talk about the gritty parts of business that make us cry, and cut out the bullshit. We're ready to talk about how the hell we handle the day to day when life gets hard. Take our hands, join in conversation, and get real support as you build your empire. Because you're a self-made babe. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feeds or iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram at selfmadebabepodcast. All links are in the show notes. Now, let's get into the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Self-Made Babe podcast. We are here with Nicole of Honestly Able, and we are so excited to be chatting with her about all things business. Thanks for being on, Nicole. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm super excited to be on. I'm so excited to have you, and I know Lola is too. Do you want to go ahead and tell us a little bit about your business so that all of our listeners are rooted in what you do, and then we will dive into breaking down some strategy and some psychology of what's going on in your biz. Sounds good. So for everyone listening, I am a small business and confidence coach. And just like Danielle said, my business is called Honestly Able because my goal is to help other female entrepreneurs figure out what they're honestly able to do with the time that they're given, um, given everything that's going on throughout their day, not just within their business, but within life. Because when life happens, we want to make sure that we have plans to fall back on with our business to make sure it's still there and standing. Um, but that's really kind of a little bit about what I do. Um, and really, I love coaching others because in all honesty, it helps them grow in ways that both of us probably have never imagined. Such a good answer. So good. Love that. So I figured we would start off with talking about kind of the first thing that you mentioned when we were chatting uh, before we got started here which was talking about being seen as an expert in an industry that's really saturated. Mm -hmm. Because as more entrepreneurs come into this space, it doesn't matter if you're a coach, a wedding planner, or whatever, every industry is getting a lot more saturated and it's getting harder and harder to stand out without pulling out Lady Gaga style antics, right? Mm -hmm. So talk about what you're seeing and experiencing from a term of like visibility and getting yourself out there and the challenges that you face, and then we'll dive into how we can help. Awesome. So one of the things that I have seen in the industry, especially like you said, because coaching is a saturated industry, and it's one of those things that I guarantee you in probably two or three years is going to be more regulation because of the saturation of it. Um, but one of the things, especially because I don't really have a sob story, like I don't have something where I can say with like pride and be like, this is what happened before. And this was my breaking point, And this is why I started. I honestly started because I just didn't want to work for someone else. Like that's basically why everyone starts a business. So how am I able to stand out? It's hard, but in all honesty, one of the things that I've seen over the course of the last year is as long as I'm showing up as myself, the people that I'm attracted to and are attracted to me somehow find me. I don't really know the rhyme or reason behind it, but the more I show up as the person I want to be, the more aligned my audience tends to become with the messages I'm doing. And that's kind of 
how I started getting more traction since I launched the business. Cause I can tell you in the beginning, it was not that way at all. Like I listened to every single person under the sun and figured if I did this and did that, I would get more followers and do this. And I did get more followers and I did get a couple of like high fives, but like, I just was not necessarily the happiest person. But as I've learned and as I've grown and I've shown up more as this quirky, like cheerleader person who doesn't put a lot of weight and judgment on myself, it actually has helped me show up better for my audience. And in turn, that has definitely helped grow my following. I love that you mentioned that you don't have a sob story because just having gotten to know you earlier in 2016 at the Creative at Heart conference and getting to talk to you, I think the fact that you don't have a sob story is what's most interesting. You have all of those years of corporate experience. And when we were talking at Creative at Heart, you said something that really stuck with me, which was that there are an incredible amount of parallels between the corporate world and the creative world. And you're able to bring these not necessarily often thought of business strategies and ideas to your clients because you're rooted in that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's definitely something that could be brought out a lot more in your marketing, which would, I think, be more of an attractive selling feature than a sob story in your case. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say that um, I don't, I don't think that everyone is completely sold on a sob story. Like I'm definitely very emotionally motivated. So although that's something that empowers me and it's something that I connected with, to be honest, some people are really annoyed with those types of marketing methods. Um, so embrace that. You don't have to come out with some big conquering story to your audience for them to feel like they know you or to feel connected to you. Mm -hmm. And what's actually funny is a lot of the clients I'm working with now have appreciated the fact that I didn't necessarily try to fit in a sob story in the stuff that I've been doing with them um, because they don't have sob stories. So they feel that it's more aligned and authentic with what they're doing. Um, but in the beginning, it can be hard because you feel like in order to break out, you need to have this like unbelievable turn of events in your life in order to really stand out. And that's kind of where I think now knowing that, especially because you said you heard me say that at creative at heart. And I just want to give you a big hug because I love meeting you at creative at heart. Um, but that's something I really need to start embracing because corporate, I mean, working in corporate is something some entrepreneurs don't have like some right from college, go open up their own business and start doing this. And it is something that I think I am an expert in because of, I mean, gosh, it was like 10 years of corporate work, which I mean, in all honesty is great, but I'm so happy to be done with it. And then the interesting thing now is something else you can lean on is you've seen the infancy of a business through starting your own. You've experienced the, the triumphs and the great harrowing failures that come with starting a business. But having been in the corporate world, you've probably seen a merger or two. You've probably seen an acquisition. You've probably seen the fallout from a lawsuit. You've mm -hmm. probably seen a business that realized it was headed in the wrong direction and needed to turn around. And so you come into the entrepreneurial world with, you may be a new entrepreneur, but you have seen all of these things and you're able to bring them a new perspective that they're not seeing in all the blog posts and podcasts and whatever else is out there because you experience that in the corporate world from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And, and Danny, correct me if I'm wrong, but there are many women in, 
in any one of our communities that we're involved in that um, have aspirations to to have a larger business you know my aspirations might not be to have 50 employees but there are women who want to someday run a larger corporation doing a lot of things and for you to be able to grow with them um, with that insight is something that a lot of other business coaches might not be able to to add to their team Mm -hmm. it is it is one of the things that I need knowing what you guys have been saying um I really need to probably just embrace and maybe talk a little bit more about my corporate experience because I've just like you said I've worked with fortune 500 companies I've worked with franchisors and seen them grow from like 900 stores to 1500 stores and take on new acquisitions and get into new partnerships and that's really where knowing how to navigate that is probably something that has my clients grow because all of my clients are going to grow regardless of what they think. Um, they need to know that there's different things that need to happen and they need to be comfortable with doing because mm -hmm. in those types of sticky situations, it's really fun to see how they can apply the different things that I know. And while a coach is not a financial advisor, a lawyer, a therapist, a nutritionist, while a coach isn't any of those things, having experienced those things from a quote unquote civilian perspective mm -hmm. sets you up to at least point them in the right direction. Oh and yeah. That itself is valuable. And one of the reasons when I started, I gave myself a ton of grace with not growing as quickly as maybe some other people would have liked me to see that have been either mentors or advisors is because in the corporate world, I've seen organizations who expanded too quickly and didn't necessarily have the resources or capacity to sustain it. And then there were a ton of repercussions for it, whether people got fired or they needed to close down some types of services or they needed to go in a different direction. And then other people were out of jobs because they couldn't sustain the marketing aspect of it. Um, so growing slow for me has been something that I know is working because because it lets me set up those kind of foundational things that if I were to expand tomorrow, I wouldn't necessarily be floundering and trying to figure it all out. There's like a whole strategic aspect to it. And that's something that I'm like super proud of. I'm not making hundreds of thousands of dollars right now, but that's the end goal in like five or 10 years. And I think the interesting thing too, in, in your prep material and as we were getting ready, you kept saying that you're not breaking out of the noise, you're not visible, but you're a year into your business, you've been on HuffPo, you've been in Belong Magazine, you've been in Holland Lane Magazine, you've been on the guest, as a guest blogger on Influential Entrepreneurs blogs, you're breaking out. You're, you're not as far behind as you make yourself sound. Well, and I think too, that's because I am just not someone that likes to toot my own horn ever. Um, I really like to toot other people's horns, which I hate saying too, because then that just brings up other things. Um, you can edit that out if you want. But like hearing other people on is something that comes naturally to me. And I think I even put it in there. I'm a national collegiate champion. So like, that's just something that's been in my blood since I was 10 years old. Um, so really being able to take a step back and looking at my accomplishments is definitely something that I am not good at. But I like other people to look at their other accomplishments. Piggybacking off that too, I want to first acknowledge that you have an incredible amount of blog content and you have the podcast and you have your courses and challenges and all of these things that you have launched in the past year or so. Uh, but I even think fine tuning all of their presentation on your website, organizing your website and the people that 
in a way that guides people through all of that content, then you don't have to do the bragging because your website will do the bragging for you and you don't have to be sitting there red faced trying to brag about yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I'm trying to change my website a little bit to make it a little bit more friendly because I have gotten feedback that it's great and it's pretty, but like sometimes people can't find stuff. So that's definitely a goal um, and a possible rebrand in 2017 too, because I have so many ideas. <laughs> um, but that's the other thing too, is I want to sit in what I've created finally and then get everything that I've created out there so people know what to expect instead of constantly creating stuff. I love that. I'd love to let Lola step in here because my next question is one that I don't have the background to answer. And I, I just wanted to explore the fact that you don't just call yourself a business coach. You call yourself a small business and confidence coach and how you wrestle with encouraging your clients to be confident while feeling some of these insecurities and uncertainties yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's a great question because I, and I'm open about this. I am confident to an extent, but like, I'm, I'm also like a true introvert. So like going out and like meeting new people gives me anxiety. And it's something that I think when people think of confidence, they always think of like happy, peppy people who are always upbeat. They're always encouraging. And I get that. That's great. But when I mean confidence, it's not necessarily making people happy or peppy. It's actually making sure that when they're doing business, they're confidently going after the decisions that need to be made and not necessarily being on the hamster wheel. Because once they're able to quickly and effectively make those decisions and have confidence behind themselves to do it, then that becomes like that happy peppy confidence because they're not necessarily battling with their internal monologue. Um, but I will say your internal monologue is always going to be there. So even though I'm a confidence coach, there are days when I struggle with being confident myself and that's just completely normal, I think. Yeah. Um, I, and I'm also someone who is completely introverted. I've dealt with anxiety and depression for years and years and years. And it's, it was actually a huge wall I had to overcome in order to even step into the realm of, of business ownership. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so I completely get the introverted fact of, of running your business. Um, I wanted to jump back just one step and it kind of fuels into this, to the business confidence. Um, I, I know that you're saying a lot of you, you don't like to toot your own horn, right? You're not really interested in talking a lot about yourself. Um, you want to cheer on your clients, which is awesome. But I want to, I'm going to give you a little bit of homework, okay? I, <laughs> and maybe you're already doing this. We, we've only been talking for, you know, 20 minutes. Um, but I really want you to start, if you're not comfortable with talking about yourself to other people, I want you to continue working on talking to talking about yourself to yourself. And what I mean by that is get, get a journal. If you'd rather just write notes down in your, in your phone, whatever works best for you. And it doesn't have to be every night, but when you feel really good about something, I want you to, to pull out whatever it is, your phone or your journal and say, damn, Nicole, like you rock that. And it's okay to say it. And like I said, you you don't have to broadcast it all over Facebook if that's not your jam. I get it. But but just make sure that you're building yourself up, right? So that you can continue because you've got so many talents. But if you if you don't continue to cheer yourself on too, then you're not gonna have that that wholeness to continue to, to cheer on your clients. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I love I love that idea too because I 
you have a gratitude journal, but that's a different spin on it because yeah. it's not necessarily writing down what you're grateful for. It's writing down like what you actually rock today. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And I love gratitude journals. I have one too. Um, and, but, but like you said, I think that's a little bit different. Like I want this to be Nicole book like I want you to write that big on the front of it and you can keep it in your side bed table and just just allow yourself to write two or three sentences about you know what I have fucking 15 clients this month you know whatever it is whatever you're proud of just just do it and and I think it'll really help you with with um with that confidence coaching with your clients just mm -hmm. to um, what are the words that I'm looking for? Just to feel more, more whole in that experience together. Cause I'm sure that you come across a lot of clients who are just not comfortable talking about their business, just not comfortable putting it out there. And if you kind of learn how to do it a little bit more with yourself, then all you can do is help them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. so yeah, exactly. I love that. From a strategic perspective too, not only is that good for like boosting your own uh, self-awareness and your own ability to talk about yourself but that also becomes fodder for a praise or a what I've done page even further than client testimonials because as you're writing that down at the end of a year you can look back and say 37 of the clients I've worked with this year have had breakthroughs 22 of the clients that I've worked with this year have come back and doubled the income whatever 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 as you're writing these things down and as you're seeing these are what I've helped clients achieve, it becomes testimonial fodder too, which that's more powerful, especially in the coaching world when everything can feel so intangible and you're not sure what's the difference between A coach and B coach. Giving some hard numbers can really help you stand out. I'm already thinking of like an infographic with that stuff for like the end of 2017. Like, yes. Here it is in pretty form of like all the stats I was able to do for my clients. Like that is such a great idea. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That makes me so happy. And then I had another question building off of the confidence coaching um, aspect. Um, so can you break down for me again, the two parts? I think Danny mentioned it, but what are the two parts of your coaching again? So I help my clients figure out what is blocking them from actually being able to do things in their business. Mm -hmm. um, and then from there, we create plans based off of their goals. So basically it's taking their goals and then just breaking it down into like really realistic expectations and like things they can do in between our sessions so that they know that they're moving forward as opposed to feeling like they're always constantly on that hamster wheel. Right, right. So that's another thing that I love about even the name of your business, the honestly able is really getting real with with what you're able to achieve and, and you obviously helping them get from point A to point B and all the steps along the way. But I think that within that you continuing to continuing to work on the honesty of yourself is really going to help even bring that brand further mm -hmm. you know, getting honest with your clients about how you feel about your brand how you feel about you know their brand and how they work together i think that's only going to help you catapult further because honestly i think that your brand is so amazing we were looking on your website there's such good content on there it's inspiring it's thoughtful um and I just think that if you work on all of these things, all the amazing things that Danny had mentioned, um, I mean, you're only going to catapult from here. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, and I think too, one of the things that could, could have held me back in the last year too is still shaking off the corporate mentality of 
like being transparent, but at the same time, you don't want to be super transparent. And I know from where I've started to where I am today, I've definitely been able to like shake off a lot of it, but that's still something that I need to work on too, because corporate can definitely like hold on to you for a long time. <laughs> and I think the biggest thing too, like having come from corporate myself and making that transition um, I think the embracing corporate piece will really help, um, okay. especially as you're thinking to the future and starting to think about speaking and starting to think about, you know, expanding your own podcast and starting to think about the different avenues you can go in. Corporate's where you're going to pull your stories from, mm -hmm. because even though you have all of these incredible small business stories to tell, those corporate stories just have a wow factor that not even big small businesses can compare to when you're trying to tell a, tell a message, convey some kind of big point. Mm -hmm. So I don't, don't completely forgo your corporate mentality. Oh, I won't. You guys have been awesome. Like this has been so much fun. Good. I'm, I'm so glad. glad. Do you have yeah, I want to see a picture of your journal. You don't have to blast it on Facebook, but you got to show me, damn it. Okay. I will. I will. I promise you. I will go to Target and I will get something that's pretty and doesn't yeah. look like what I have right now, and I will write on it. <laughs> good, good. That will make me so proud. Yay. Do you want to go ahead and let the audience know where they can find you? Because I'm pretty damn sure they're going to want to keep up on this story, too. Sure. Yeah. So everyone who is listening, you guys can find me on my website at www.honestlyable.com. Um, on Facebook, I am www.facebook.com forward slash honestlyable. Um, and on Instagram, my handle is at Nicole underscore Hoagland. Um, and those are the main avenues that you can really find me at. If you want to listen to my podcast with my co-host, Samantha, you can go to beautifullyboldinbusiness.com. And you yeah. guys, for those of you listening, that will all be in the show notes. So you can click through and make sure that you follow along with Nicole and her story as she takes it from there. It's been an absolute blast talking to you, Nicole. I know you're going to do crazy, incredible things. And Lola and I love talking to you today. I love talking with you guys, too. I cannot wait to see where this podcast goes for you guys. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs>